Hi, I'm Jesse, and I'm joined by my friends Derek and Brandon and Gropey, and we're actually going to be talking about The Dark Knight, and man, I'm kind of stuttering like I was this morning. We're, we're going to be talking about all things The Dark Knight, and uh, we're going to reflect on our wonderful experiences of 2008. Is that, is that what you were going for, Jesse? Yes, that's what I was going for, you know? Yeah, yeah you're, you're welcome. I was getting self-conscious of being on the microphone for the first time in a while. Okay, all right. All right. Um, so, I think one of the first topics we could actually talk about was uh, the announcement that Heath would be taking the role of the Joker. Uh, Brandon, what was your first reaction when you heard that? Well, okay. The announcement that Heath Ledger, the guy from movies such as The Brothers Grimm and um, Brokeback Mountain, which... Honestly, beforehand, before Heath Ledger was ever chosen, the Joker... There always have been only two Jokers in my life. Jack and Mark? Jack Nicholson and Mark Hamill. Yeah, those two. And I never thought anyone could ever top the Jack Nicholson performance in the Tim Burton film. And, I don't know, I was... I had very mixed feelings about it. Because after the first Batman... After Batman Begins... I don't know. Batman Begins was great and everything, but it didn't seem like essential Christopher Nolan to me. It seemed like Christopher Nolan's mainstream film, you know? And it still kind of is. Like, it's nowhere near to the level of uh, some of the other stuff he's done for his original stuff. Yeah, I just just watched it again today. I watched it, like, this morning. It was on FX, and I'm watching it, and I'm not getting the same rush I get from watching Christopher Nolan movies. I'm like, this is very, very a very safe movie he made. Oh yeah, it was yeah. very safe. Now that you think about it, I still love the movie and it's great. Yeah, it's more. And I think in some ways it's more fun than The Dark Knight because you know it is so safe. But yeah, it's great. But you're right; it, it probably was his safest movie. It was. It but, was. It was honestly the most popcorn film movie he's ever made. E- easily, great way to describe it. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's why I was kind of wary of the Heath Ledger Joker. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I was very wary of the fact that Heath Ledger was being the Joker in this film. Yeah, yeah, I can completely understand that, uh, Derek. You actually had a very interesting perspective at the time when you heard it. It was going to be Heath. I think I was the only one um, on the net. I mean, there's a lot of douchebags on the internet, but I think I was, like, the only one that was, like, really excited for it, just because, like, um, I think, like, the rumors were that, like, Paul Bettany was going to be the Joker, and, like, um, what's his name, uh, Robin Williams was a rumor. Yeah. Really? Robin Williams? Yeah, Robin Williams was actually, <laughs> like... He was actually campaigning to be the Joker. And, uh, Patch Adams to be the Joker. <laughs> I know. Oh, right? uh, yeah. Like, you, you know, I just saw uh, like, I just saw Patch Adams again, and I realized, good God, this was a horrible movie. It's terrible. I, I, I like Patch Adams. I liked it. <laughs> but, like, if you know about the real Patch Adams, Patch Adams himself says, the real Patch Adams says he hates the film. Like, okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah, like we could talk about Patch Adams another yeah, time. Yeah. We'll, do that, we'll, we'll do that for another podcast. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, the, the announcement that um, Heath 
Ledger was a Joker was the only, like, rumor, or basically the only one that set my imagination on fire. It was the only one where I was like, oh my god, this, this could go anywhere, you know? It's like, I've never seen that before, and I have no idea, like, I have no idea what he could do with it. Which meant that anything could come out of it. You know, so I think it was the only uh, unconventional option that, you know, that could have been made out of all the out of all the choices. I mean like even Adrian Brody was one of the rumored ones and Ooh, that that kinda that kinda Yeah, it would have been interesting but it seemed a little too obvious. Like, I can I can see what Adrian Brody can do with it. I can see what Robin Williams can do with it. I couldn't see what Heath Ledger can do with it. See, I know I bad about Robin Williams earlier, but he can play a bad guy. He, he's been in. A oh movie. yeah, he's a good bad guy when he wants to he's be. Been in a Christopher Nolan film. Yeah, Insomnia. Yeah, that was, he was he was amazing in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see him as a bad the bad guy, and I just I don't know if I can see him as the Joker, Robin Williams. Uh, there, I actually was told one rumor that when they were trying to get Jack Nicholson to be the Joker in the 89 Batman, they floated a rumor that said they were going to ask Robin Williams, and that was one of the reasons where he said, fine, I'll do the Joker for less money than I want. But I don't think that's true. No, I don't know, because they feed Jack a lot of money. Yeah, like he gets top billing over Keaton in, the, in that movie, and rightfully so, he owns the movie. Well, I... I think he still gets profits from the from the movies now. On the on the casting of the Joker in the eighty nine film, um, Michael Olsen, the producer, did, did, did any of y'all go when he was at MSU? Uh, no, that's when we were seeing Kevin Smith in Austin. Uh, so you're the only one that actually got to speak with that guy. Yeah, uh, lucky. See, I got to I got to talk to Michael Olsen and everything, and uh, he. He always wanted, like, even before he made, he produced the first Batman film, he said, Jack Nicholson is the Joker. He's been waiting for that role his entire life. And that's what, that's who they had always first built as the Joker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that because it's Jack. Like, he is one of the best actors in, the, in our country through ever since cinema's been around. Like, he yeah. always just hits everything the way he, he needs to. Exactly. Yeah, and, uh... When I actually heard that uh, Heath was going, like, Derek brought up a good point a moment ago, like, the rumor mill was going crazy, and the one site I was is doing w- was ridiculous in the rumors. Like, they had a list of possible Joker candidates. Everybody from, uh, uh, the, the one guy who played, who was in, a uh, Crocodile Hunter Collision Course, who played one of the villains. What? I kid you not, that guy, they actually said, this guy might be the Joker. And all of you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I am not. Like, I cannot remember the guy's name, but Lacey Holm or something like that. Honestly, we're probably better off not remembering the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, you know, that would make us seem like bigger nerds than we already are. Uh, I, think, I think we're doing good. Yeah, but uh, Paul Bettany was a one that people wanted, and, and Robin Williams too, but, you know, there was one that I thought would be interesting, but it was just a rumor, and I knew he would never go for it. But there was one rumor that said Sean Penn would be the Joker. Yeah, 
that too. Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know what to think about that. Yeah, like. <laughs> me too. Me too. Granted, I'd seen Walking. I mean, like the uh, what's the what's it called? Dead Man Walking, and I'd been I was floored by that performance, and I still am every time I watch the movie, and I thought. Ooh, dude, if he plays a little bit of a crazier guy from Dead Man Walking, he could be a good Joker. But I knew he would never do it because he's too, like, A-list, um, I do classy movies, so to speak. But when Heath was announced, Heath was announced... He says he does classy stuff, but then again, he was in, um... He, he's Spicoli. I mean, yeah, and no, I read, I read that if you actually bring up that that he, if you even say Spicoli in an interview with him, he will just walk off because he, I don't, <laughs> because he's just sick and tired of people talking to him about like like the uh, oh, all I of that. Spicoli. Who doesn't uh, love Spicoli? In a show for me, I will never. I'd interview him like that and say you're Spicoli. He'd probably punch him in the face, but I, I'd say yes. I got punched in the face by <laughs> Yeah, and then he wouldn't be able to come back from that. But Again, I kind of want to interview Sean Penn now. <laughs> so I could bring us for going. You know, like, dude, he, and he would, he'd actually, I think you would be the guy to do it because you just do not give a crap. <laughs> yeah, I would be the only guy that he never walked out on. See, Zach Galifianakis interviewed him on that uh, little thing he has called... Imp- yeah, that was hilarious. That was awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Oh, my God. But, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, back on topic. Back yeah, on back guys. on topic. When uh, when I found uh, out it was going to be Heath being the Joker, my first thought was, of course, Brokeback Mountain. And But yeah. after that, it was A Knight's Tale. And I thought, they chose Ooh. that Hollywood pretty boy, pretty boy to be the pretty Joker? Guy. Why? <laughs> I mean, well, you know what? Like, you know you brought up Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. But say what you yeah, want. Like, even, even that role? I mean, say what you want about the gay factor. I mean, like, even that role, and you like, became the Joker. Yeah. Like, well, I have to admit... I, I have to admit, even though it was written by Larry McMurtry, one of my heroes, and he won an Oscar for it, and I met him... I never actually have seen Brokeback Mountain. Okay, I, I will admit, I, I'm like man enough in my, you know, abilities to willingly yeah. admit that I tried to. He would try to watch it. I, I watched it. I watched it. And, uh, Ang, it was Ang Lee, right? He directed that. Thing, yeah, right? Ang Lee. It was Ang Lee. Yeah. My biggest thing, I wanted to see it because I wanted to see how you know, say what you want, but I actually respect the Hulk. Like, it's not fun. No, I mean, like the the first Hulk movie is not very good for what a fan wants. But I I still like the Hulk, the O four Hulk movie. For the action scenes of the Hulk being in in there, the the tank, him spinning the tank around thing was pretty freaking awesome. I really that. Yeah, that was cool. I agree. I agree. But other than that, it. Ang Lee shouldn't touch comic books. Okay, no, 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 I won't say that. I won't say that. He should just do it differently. I mean, it was very... I don't know, I was like... I only saw it once when I was like 10 when it came out, so... Yeah, I was... I was about 14, so I think maybe you were, what, 13, 12? 12, probably. Good God, I'm old. (laughs) I need to get off 
right now. Nah, dude, we need you here. But seriously, um, yeah, like, the, he's, like, really, like, you know, he became unrecognizable in that. And, uh, either he went from that role to a movie about him being on drugs. I don't know if you ever heard of this movie. You, you, you know what I'm talking about? What movie is it again? Now, let me IMDb this sucker. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, he, went, he went from a Brokeback Mountain to a movie that it involved him being on drugs. And they actually said that it was this movie that might have been the movie that screwed him up before the night. Yeah. yeah hang on a minute. Let me find it. Momento. It's cool, man. Right. I can edit this part out later. Yeah, okay, here's the biography, so I'm going to for Candy, it's called Candy. Candy, I did hear about that. Oh, yeah. I forgot that, oh, no, I'm thinking of Hard Candy, never mind. Um, yeah, no, Hard Candy's good too, but there's good. another one called Candy. Yeah. And um, it's about him and a girl that are like, just like, completely strung out on drugs, and I think from that standpoint, I wasn't really scared of Heath Ledger. I think I was, like, more intrigued. I was like, why, you know? Why did he choose him? I want to know. Yeah, and this is coming from Nolan, so you know he does it for a good reason. He's, he just doesn't cast someone because they're cheap or, like, yeah. or out of laziness. He, he, he does it for a reason. Yeah, and you were wise enough to see that at the time. Oh, I think we can talk about that at the end. Okay, okay, good. good. I, I think we'll go. I think we'll go. So what? So, uh, anyways, uh, so, so what are we going to next? All right. The the next is the title and the initial reaction we had to it, which was, you know, when it when it was announced that it wasn't going to be Batman anything, it was just going to be the Dark Knight, pure and simple. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Derek, what was your first initial reaction when you heard about that? Um, my first thought was badass. <laughs> like, oh my god. Um, and then I was like, um, I think from there I went to like going like spoiler crazy and just like watching every shot from Chicago. There was a like, film. Yeah, I, I, I did the exact same thing. I went to like YouTube to find because people even now, if you go on YouTube, you can find clips of people filming scenes from Dark Knight Rises like on their on their camera phone and everything. Oh yeah, I saw those when they came out too. Well, I, I actually did less of it this time than I did like in 2008, but I was a little bit of a crazy fan back then. Yeah, you were. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, that was my reaction. Alright, Brandon, what was your reaction? My reaction was because while The Dark Knight was coming out, I knew that Christopher Nolan was going to have some, um, he was going to have something to do with the new Superman reboot. And I knew so he's 
you know, trying to match the names of like that and everything. Yeah. But then I saw some interesting posters, and I'm like, these films are going to be a little bit more than what he's talking about. It's not just. I don't think I, I knew this film was going to be special somehow. By the time of the poster, this isn't your normal Batman movie. I'm going to say that right now. I don't think because watching these movies, they're not your normal Batman movie. They are. It's Batman, or it's like. When I first saw The Dark Knight, it was like, this is a crime drama with suspense, it's a thriller, and it just so happens to start Batman. It was. And you know, in a lot of ways, it was, that was pretty much literature. Just the way Nolan likes to make it. And you know what? That's what really, like, irks me so much about, like, Oscar politics Oh, uh, we can talk about that later because I'm sure we all have some venomous commentary for that. Yeah, you don't get me started on the Oscars right now, man. Like, oh, I know, I know. It's just, yeah. They suck. If I do become the filmmaker I want to be. I could care less if I get, get an Oscar nomination. As yeah. Long as I'm making the films I know and love for, you know, just just the films I know and love, the things I've wanted to see that have never been, that haven't been made. Hey, do, um, I got a question for you guys. Okay. Y'all remember um, the very first viral marketing thing that happened that involved the reveal of the face? Yes, I do remember that. I, I know exactly where I was when that when I saw that for the first time. Yeah, but it's like the black, the black. It was not like it wasn't Heath Ledger's face. It was just the face of like the Joker. Yeah, and it was in, all yeah. in shadow. Yeah, yeah, and you just see the lips, the lips, and the and the black uh, eyes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all that. I was like, oh sh, that's that's creepy as hell. Yeah, the first, <laughs> the first. I have to admit, the first time I saw it, I didn't get it. Like I was a I was a senior in high school at the time, and it, I think that came out in what November or something like that. No, November, December, maybe October. No, I think it was October to tie in for Halloween. No, 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 no. They revealed them this summer. They that like a, a month after they revealed the title. Okay, like so I was July. actually a junior. Okay, yeah, I was a junior when that came out. So. Yeah, I, you know, I was in my junior year, and I was actually in my computer class, and a fellow nerd I'd actually, you know, a John Mulhern, he actually he p- said, Hey, dude, I know you, look at this, it's the Joker! And, and I walked over there, and I saw it, and I thought, What? Because it just never seemed like any interpretation of the Joker. And, you know, I have to admit, I was more weirded out than anything. Like, I thought, his smile looks completely uneven and haphazard, like, like it looks weird like but the more I looked at it the more I was like this actually is kind of creepy it was a disturbing joker but I was when I first saw like the heat, it was Heath Ledger and all of his like the, and sitting in the, in the uh, it was him in the jail cell right uh oh when no, it was uh, it was a photograph of just the face it was just the face yeah that face. It was all blacked out, and it was just a, a face. Just like his face, like, up against it, like, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
like yeah, this. It was like really early Bob Marley. Uh, that's actually a different one. I might have it somewhere in my room. See, my first picture of the Joker, I was searching on IMDb after I was like, on a, I went on a Dark Knight craze for a little while. Yeah, I think we all did. I was looking at it every day to see if they had anything of him. Same here, man. It was the picture of him looking straight at the camera, sitting in the at Scotland PD. Yeah, I remember that. That was like the the Empire cover. Yeah, yeah, man, and when that came out, that was the first time you saw the whole thing outside the trailer. And I was that looked nuts. The trailer was just, the trailer was just like him talking and the Batman's that symbol shows. Yeah, you see very very Oh, you mean the teaser trailer? Yeah, yeah. The teaser. But, like, seeing, seeing the Joker's face and body, my first reaction was, what the hell is that? That's, I, I was, because, like I said, you gotta look at what I was, I'm used to. I'm used to see, seeing the Joker that was in an animated series and Jack Nicholson. And I was like, this is nothing like I've ever seen before. What's wrong with Smile? And everything, but then after like more and more like posters came out, like the one with him like behind this glass, and you see the the red is why so serious. And just yeah. like, oh shit, that's creepy. Yeah, like <laughs> like for me, the more the like, and I think we kind of segued into the viral marketing without an introduction. But when no, that's good, that's good, that's good. Yeah, that is Go good. It, like, kind of cool it happened that way. But like for me, the more and more viral marketing they sh- showed the more and more I was starting to get really excited and really behind the idea. And I was do- and I was doing the whole... I was doing exactly like you guys were, checking every single day to see what's going to do. And I actually have a little bit to tell you that, uh, Gropey, I know you were jealous of the Kevin Smith thing, but this is going to drive you nuts. Oh, crap. Let's hear it. All right, so in the middle... In summer of 07, uh, before my senior year... Oh, damn it. Oh, yeah. Alright, my family and I decided we're going to take a trip around the Great Lakes, and the first city we flew to, Chicago. What? And we actually, I think you know where this is going. So, we meet up with some family, my dad's cousins, and we have some deep dish pizza, which which was amazing, but then they decided, let's take them to the Sears Tower and let them walk around town. And... But before we got to the Sears Tower, we walked downtown, and there was this area where all, it seemed like police cars were everywhere, and they were blocking certain streets off. And we eventually walked up, and I thought, we were going, what, what is all this? And the, the, lo- our, the local friends we were with, they were like, family they were with, we actually, they said, what's going on? And we, we, they said, we don't know. But then I started to, it started to click in my head. I was like, wait a minute. Most of the time, they actually, um, they block off the streets for a movie that's shooting in a city. What's shooting in Chicago right now? And we actually walk up to a police officer and say, hey, what's going on? We're shooting the Batman movie. I, uh, I, I didn't get to see any of the actors or anything, but we got on the street they were on and when they were filming the tr- when they were filming the car chase 
we got to see the 18-wheeler that said slaughter is the best medicine. The really? G- yeah. yeah, the 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 the, the GCPD SWAT van that uh, Dent was supposed to be riding in and the helicopter. Dude, if you got like a glimpse of the bat Batmobile, I would have like I would have lost it. Yeah, like yeah, I can understand, but you know, we didn't get to do that. Those we only saw those three vehicles and I turned to the the family who I was with and said, "You just made my whole vacation." And they went, "Uh, okay, you're welcome. We had nothing to do with it." <laughs> I got a similar story, but it's a little sadder. Oh yeah, yeah yours is a lot sadder than mine. Chicago, right? We're in Chicago. And uh, it was in July around the time the movie is filming. And um, you remember, uh, I'm sure Jesse knows because he was there, dick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? I was lucky. They were shooting, like, all the chain sequences that were in the Batpod and the, the slaughter, slaughter vehicle. It took yeah. place on a street called uh, Walker. It's called Walker Street, and it was on Upper Walker and Lower Walker. Like, there's two levels of Walker that I did not know. So we're walking around Chicago trying to find the Batman set, and we walked right over it. Really? We walked right over it in the. The next day, um, I went to a website, and they showed from the night before the Batpod dropping down Wacker. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, what? I completely beat my head against the keyboard. I, want, I, I, was, I, was, I was so sad. Well, dude, you got to meet Michael Oslin, the guy who actually made them get to meet, finally got the wheels going for the Batman we have now. Well, yeah, Groby did, but I didn't. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Hey, don't beat your head against the keyboard. You got something we didn't get. Okay, yeah. well, you're helping him, not me, Chelsea. Oh, uh, yeah. well, I can't say anything, man. That was just bad luck. <laughs> I, need the, I, <laughs> I, need, I need the moral support, Jesse. I need the moral support. Yeah. Say what? Michael Olsen is one of the coolest nerds of all time. Yeah, probably. Like Just from what I learned about the guy and what you and uh, some of the other guys who went there said, he sounds like the coolest person in the world, like one of my heroes. He's got a tie from Stan Lee. So. Yeah, Stan Lee's overrated. Yes, I said it. Stan Lee is overrated. You think so? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you all about that later. Uh, yeah, this was my. Oh, this was the big one. The when Heath died. Uh, do you guys remember where you were when that, you heard the news? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first because I remember it right. Yeah, you can go ahead, Brandon. Um. I was um middle of auditioning for uh, one of our schools that's by a high school musical and everything and I just remember my, my theater teacher, he came running in and just like, y'all are never going to believe what just happened 
we're like, what? We were all joking around. I was like, what? You get laid, huh? And uh-huh. he just said, no, um, shut up, seriously. Heath Ledger just died. Like, the guy who played the Joker? Yeah. What? He's already, what? And we were just like, oh my god, this is terrible. But then after that happened, as soon as that happened, um, I think word started getting out about his Joker. Word started getting out about, I started hearing word about his Joker. And everyone's saying it's the greatest Joker you've ever seen in your life. And my inner uh, cynic in me started saying, well, they're just saying this because he just died. Yeah, like a like a don't speak ill of the dead kind of deal. Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking. But yeah, but that was I, that's what happened. I I was I was hurt that we lost a really great actor. Well, I didn't know he, how great he was until I saw the Dark Knight. I don't I think anybody really. I think very few people knew how just how good he was until the Dark Knight. Yeah, after the Dark Knight, I felt like a million times before that he was gone. Yeah, and everybody in the so world said that after the end of the movie. Everyone from David Letterman to Michael Caine. But then again, Michael Caine was a co-star. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Derek, uh, where, were you when, where were you when you heard about Heath? Uh, mine, um, mine's a little more uh, long in the build-up. Um, I, um, they announced uh, that he died on January 22nd. Yeah, that's exactly the day. I was just thinking of that myself. And um, I think what the the trailers that came out, I think in December for uh, I Am Legend. Yeah. And um, I think I was like, just my jaw dropped when I saw that. Yeah, you actually got to um, see that prologue. I actually, yeah, well, I was... I went to the prologue of The Dark Knight the day after the trailer premiered, and the very last thing you see is him take off the mask and go, you know, stranger, and then just uh-huh. walk away. Dude, just thinking of that made me sent some chills up my back. I know, I know. And you're talking about, you're talking about like a... A seven-story IMAX screen with nothing but his face. Oh, I need to see the IMAX. Just going stranger. And you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, again, on a more of a personal note, personal note um, I, think, like, I, I think it affected me a little harder than most, like, a week later, after seeing that, my friend died, my best friend, for like, 10 years died, and then, uh, I think, like, a month after that, he died, so it was almost, like, kind of, like, it, I don't know, like, a, a, a connection with that film, you, you know, by that yeah. point, yeah, it's, and- like, you already experienced death once, and then, like, this huge, like, event where, you know, you've been following the viral marketing, you've been watching all the trailers, getting excited. Like, you felt like, at least how I felt like I, you know, had a personal attachment to that performance. Yeah. Yeah, the, the way we all were ate up all the news, it's 
I can completely see how we all formed a personal relationship with the movie, and hell, we still have a personal relationship with the movie. Oh, majorly, majorly. And then, um, you know, when I was born, it was just like, I think I, I think I called my mom, like, two days after that, like, like, bawling, and was like, <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, she's like, she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know what's wrong. Just, just emotions. Just, it just kind of brought back those old emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I will say that I think it. I think it rocked me pretty good. Yeah. You know, it shocked pretty much everybody I knew because, you know. Back in high school, everybody knows knew me as, uh, both as the world's biggest comic nerd and the school's yeah. expert on Batman. I think you still are the world's biggest comic nerd. No, there are guys bigger than me. Yeah, <laughs> but the first half. Well, but at this point, there was another fan of my, I mean, fan friend I had in band with me, and. He was a big Batman fan, too, and uh, I remember coming in after school, and my little brother Travis was right with me, was right there with me, and we walked into the band hall, and Michael Whistler comes running up to me and, and, and says, Jesse, uh, did they finish all the performances on The Dark Knight? Like, did they finish filming? And I said, uh, yeah, I think so. Why? And he said, because Heath Ledger died this morning, which I thought, what? No, no, like, you're kidding me. Like, no, no, why? Uh, how? Like, was it a car crash or something? And he was like, no, overdose. And I thought, what? So then I start spreading everything. And when I get home, mom, like, Alex, Travis and I get home. And mom actually has it on the kitchen TV saying, did you hear the news? And it's on the TV. It's on CNN. All of the live channels. And they're all like, Heath Ledger, dead by drug overdose. Or dead, autopsy awaiting. Something like that. And after like that, that shocked me because I just thought, how, wh- why? Because it just seemed so out of the blue. Like, like death really is a lot of the time, and it just, it just was completely unexpected. And yeah. the way he died, you know, you know, after he died, every, everyone started making rumors about what it was that killed him. Like, I heard people say, say what. Some people say he got way too into the character of the Joker. Yeah, I like... That was not it. Yeah, I doubt that too, but it makes a compelling story, so it kind of makes sense why that rumor would spread around. Honestly, like, um, I agree that... Like, I, do, I do agree that if it wasn't the performance, I, I will say I don't think the performance helped. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I agree, because... Yeah. Like the Joker's one of the darkest characters, just blackest souled characters out there. Like probably second only to Hannibal. Like I think I think if anything like the damage the damage was already there. Like if anything, just the the roles kinda amplified it. See, actors actors are a little unstable enough. Yeah, they are. I can speak as being one, even though I haven't been one for a long time. Same here. I mean, they're unstable enough, but when you throw yourself into such a dark character, a car, a character that's 
essentially what he says in the movie, a dog chasing cars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can lose yourself in that character. Al Pacino once said, after being, um, it was do- after he started, after he finished Dog Day Afternoon, he tried to, like, almost hijack a taxi cab himself. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that. You never knew that? Dude, I watched, I, I went in the Al Pacino phase for a while, and I started watching every interview he, he ever did. And, uh, yeah, he mentioned that he he did that. No, actually, it was on Heath Ledger that it was, I was I was watching. It was something on Heath Ledger, and it was on the theory that he got to mix up that role of the Joker. And someone yeah. cited that example. Huh? And someone cited the example of Al Pacino trying to steal a taxi cab. He he said it. He said that it was, they were interviewing Al Pacino. Man, Al Pacino said that. You know, I can see that. You know, I actually had heard a rumor that. Like and I'd seen the clip where how how Jack Nicholson himself reacted to Heath Ledger's overdose, where he's surrounded by paparazzi in London at midnight, and then they just hey, yeah, completely out of context and all. But you know when they when they tell him he did he did look shocked and he just went I warned him, but uh, I I agree with you, Derek, that it was out of context. That's probably not what he was talking about, but. No, he actually came out and somebody member that later on. Um, he, uh, he, what's his name? Uh, John Nicholson almost overdosed on an uh, Indian like, uh, a few months before that. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and like, when he said that, I think just like the way he said it didn't come out right. But it was, it was mainly it was about the Indian that he was trying to bring up. Yeah, yeah because they, he did ask how and they said overdose of something. And that's when he said, I warned him. Yeah, because it was, um, because I think it was, like, uh, I think a few months before that, he brought up, like, you know, like, the dangers of him being, and, like, he almost got into a wreck because of it or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember, don't remember correct, but, yeah, Jack wasn't trying to be mean to good old Heath. No, and like in fact, he actually he was he was very respectful of Heath, and like a lot of other people were. Like, hell, when Daniel Day Lewis won both his Golden Globe and his Oscar, oh, it, that was so cool. Yeah, and in his press conference speech, he said we should leave Heath Ledger's family alone because, and he gave him so many props, saying I would have loved to work with him. And I think Daniel Day Lewis is both a classy son of a gun and the single best actor of our time. And for him to give that kind of I mean praise to Heath, that was really cool. And but you know, on the uh, that actually kind of reminds me of a uh, like on the on the subject of getting too deep into the role that we talked about a minute ago. I just remembered another example of someone actually doing that. Uh, have you guys ever heard of the film Manhunter? Yeah, that, yeah, that was the one I was thinking of, and uh, it was the the first time a Thomas Harris book had been adapted. Adapted, and Brian Cox actually played Hannibal Lecter, but the guy, but the guy from CSI, William Peterson, he actually played one of the characters in the movie. And at the end of the shoot, he actually had to go on sabbatical for a while because he was too emotionally exhausted from the role. Imagine that man. These actors like they take on a lot, kind of trying to like. I heard somebody put it best. 
as far as like a Heath Ledger and that performance, the thing about that performance, it kind of showed the difference between acting and being. Yes, it, yeah. I completely agree. You know, like as when you looked at that, when you looked at that performance, you were like thinking like, oh, Heath Ledger did a real good job, like. Oh, the Joker did. <laughs> yeah, like, like when my dad. That's, there's, no, there's no Heath Ledger in that film. It's 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 Joker. It's Joker. Yes, yeah. such to the point that when my dad saw the trailer and he saw the Joker and he said, "That's the guy from A Knight's Tale." You're kidding me. Like, there, that is not the guy. Like, he genuinely did not believe that he that was Heath Ledger. Just disappeared in the role. Yeah. Which I guess, uh, I guess we can just jump ahead into the movie. Yeah, Yeah. we could pretty much do that. Like, like you know, the trailers looked amazing, and I was hooked from the first day. But I got a second. Like, I saw the trailer, especially the part where like it was was just a trailer. It was made to be a trailer. The part where the Joker just goes, and here we go, and music starts, and like this is going to be the best movie ever. Oh, man, I, I have a special relationship with that trailer because I was still working at Rave back at the time, and I'll talk about that when, the, when we actually get to when the movie comes out, but uh, I was working Podium that day, and it was the day I Am Legend had come out, and and, and it had the Dark Knight trailer on it, and later that night, it I actually, I, before I was about to leave, I my lead manager was walking by, and the last showtime of I Am Legend was about to start, and I said, all right, Mr. Er, sir? I'm going into that theater to see the Dark Knight trailer. Uh, like, I don't care what I got to do. I'm seeing that trailer. And he said, go. I've already seen it. It's awesome. And so I, I ran in there, and there is still, like, that. that is, for me, one of the high watermarks of trailers because no trailer has ever left me feeling that Like, I, 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 I was set my, I got goosebumps, hair on my hair standing up, and I was hungry for it. I just was like, I want this to happen now! I want to see it now! And no trailer before or since has come anywhere near that. Well, Prometheus was a great trailer. I'd say it's cl- the closest it's been in a while. Honestly, before the Dark Knight, I think the one trailer that did get me that those chills was, um, like I said, a little, off, uh, a little off topic, but Lord of the Rings and Two Towers trailer, that got me yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, when you finally get to see Gollum in the flesh. Yeah. Hey, um, I kind of want to bring up the prologue, the 2008 prologue. Okay. Uh, I, I, Jesse, you saw it later on. You saw the the opening, and now we took it to you for to get to go see it for your birthday, right? Yeah, I saw the prologue. Well, you saw the whole movie on IMAX, but you still got to see the prologue on IMAX. Oh, yeah. And yeah, but, um... That movie was like, meant to be seen in IMAX. I think, yeah, dude, honestly, like, I could tell y'all right now, after seeing the new prologue, this movie is meant to be seen on IMAX. See, and it makes me so sad because I have yet to see it. I have yet to see an IMAX film. Dude, what? Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on that. Yeah, like, not even out of the Fort Worth Museum for the nature stuff? Nope. Well, hold on, let me say something, Michael. Let me say something. 
Um, Grumpy, let me warn you, because there's, um, there's a difference in IMAX. Yeah. Um, the, the digital is IMAX. It's called IMAX. Like, it's trying to be IMAX, but you could just go see a, you could just go to a DLP movie and see the same thing. Yeah. You know? But, um, the way that no one presented this movie on the film IMAX, it's huge, it's, it does something 3D can't do at all. Yeah. It, like, it, it puts you in the movie. Like, it, there's a moment in the movie, in the, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but I'm going to say it's in the prologue, you feel like you're following. In the, uh, Dark Knight Rises? In the Dark Knight Rises prologue. I see the prologue. You saw the prologue? <gasps> Don't yeah. tell me. Okay, well, there's a moment, and it's towards the end of it where you feel like you're falling. Yeah. And uh, I know you probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah. See, yeah. the thing is, I have, uh, <laughs> I, have a, I have a fear of heights, so that'll be Ooh. interesting to see an IMAX. Oh, so man, cool. when, when they took me to see it for my birthday... Good lord, man. When they showed, like, the wide-profile shots of when, you know, the locator shots where you're in uh, Hong Kong or Gotham, and oh, the first so shot, cool. well, I felt like I was flying. Yeah, that, that's the way you feel, man. Like, there's... But the, the way they did it from, for um, this prologue was so much better. It was like... I don't know, man. I'm... I think I creamed myself twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and our friend Roman, who was who's from pretty much the Amarillo area and has never been in a city anywhere near that, never been to anything like IMAX, he was he was tripping about how <laughs> impressive the size of the screen was. Well, I'm, I'm talking about Verizon, though, man. Like, I mean, like, Dark Knight did it, but let's just say that, uh, that no one has improved Oh man, like, ooh. I'm gonna have to see it in a big screen. Well, dude, do you realize you got like three days? It might be in Fort Worth. Yep. When does it come out? The 20th, right? Uh, yeah, hold on a July 20th, right? I might want to tell Grumpy this too. Hey, Grumpy, if you want to go see the prologue, it may be in Dallas on the 31st. 31st? Uh, yeah, this month, like three days from now. It's okay. Off. Bravo, sir. Proper nerdage. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm like, my phone has a days, days until thing. I'm yep. going to do it. <laughs> why not? I could not. I couldn't help myself. Yeah, why okay, not? Um, yeah, going back to the movie, though. Now, yeah, the actual uh, movie. I my prologue rant out of the way. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, the actual movie. Like, the... Like, where were you guys when you saw the movie for the first time? Um, I was sitting in a pool of my own semen. Aww. 
was I was in the Arkans and South Lake Town Square, and it was oh. really dude, really nice theater. theater. Like, I'm technically I work for their competitor, but I got to admit, Arkans is not a bad theater. It's pretty damn good. Um, so I'm sitting with two of my best friends. One's is one likes to make fun of movies, like every movie he goes to. Oh, like right. a MST3K type. Yeah. <laughs> so, like he he like turned when we went to go see a. Uh, Van Helsing, by the way, a terrible movie. Um, we sat through that, and he turned it into a comedy. We were just sitting there laughing our asses the entire time. Like, and he, he can turn any movie, any serious movie, into a comedy. My friend, he's also the same way. So we're sitting there, they're just trying to find something to make fun of. Then the Joker came out to the mob bosses. Oh. And everyone was kind of like, ooh, Joker, ah. Uh, and you hear him say, how to magic trick. Everyone kind of like chuckles. Then he did it. <laughs> Oh, dude! Every theater I was in—that was the, that was one of the high points of the movie. They were like, like everyone ah! in the theater, not even a shout. Everyone from like the snickering to all of a sudden, dead silence. Silence. Everyone just kind of froze. We're like, this is a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> Shit just got real. <laughs> it did get real when both that happened and the prologue happened. Like, honestly, um, we, uh, I went to the, um, IMAX and Web Chapel, and the first part they got the audience, I think, like, just pitch silence, because the, the pencil, the pencil got our audience, like, applauding, but what got everybody, like, dead was the minute, the first time he starts explaining his scars. Oh, oh. that freaking scene. Oh my god, dude. I was sitting there just like, you hang on to every word he says. And at first, at first I was like, oh, great, he's explaining the scars. It kind of takes the mystery away from it. But then, he's the scars again. And it's a totally other story. And you realize, it's all bullshit. <laughs> and you know why that is? You know why that is? I don't know. Why is it? All right. He's a psychopath. Well, yeah, he's a psychopath, but here's the thing. That's a tip of the hat to Alan Moore. Um, being that as me, I think, um, I, I think that was Jonathan Nolan. Well, I've got I no think, doubt about that. I think that was Jonathan Nolan, because like, I actually heard an interview where, um, they were talking about that, because, um, they, uh, they were talking about doing a backstory. Hey, Alex. Good night. Good night, Alex. Is there a third person there? Uh, yes, this is Alex my friend. Just keep it. What? Uh, Alex Don't came to say hi. I'm no longer here. Alex! Yo, Derek! How you doing? What up, what up boss? Nothing much, man. Welcome, welcome to the Menage with Trois. You know what that That's is? Threesome. Oh. My foursome. My sixteen-year-old brother knows what a threesome is. Alright, bye, y'all. That's good. I I feel. I feel. I didn't even know till I was seventeen or eighteen. Honestly. Really? That's a long story. I knew. I knew what it was when I was six months old. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this part's not going in the podcast. This is going in outtakes. 
Please, got you. <laughs> I don't know. Genius, like wonderful, wonderful composer. Like, yeah, that one note gave me chills. Yeah, it's it still gives me chills thinking about it. It's just this one. It's I don't even know what it is. Is it a synthesizer? I think it's a synthesizing. Uh, like half of it sounds like a violin to me. I don't know what. Does it? I think it is a violin. It's a violin. Like if you look at the special features on the Dark Knight, like on Zimmer talked about doing it. Yeah, it's. It's the same note done with like several violins. Yeah. Like it got in in those scenes, it got progressively louder. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which you just mean like, oh shit, something's going down. Something's going to happen. (laughs) Yeah, it's rising with the action, and, and like, and it just matches the suspense so perfectly. Yeah. So perfectly, like that. That part. Like, I think after that, my audience said nothing. Yeah. From then on, it was like, okay, we're invisible, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. You, you, hang, you hang on to every word. Like, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but after, like, the Joker first had that whole, um, the first star scene, after that, I hung on to every word he said. Oh, man. Like, I realized, when this guy speaks, it's something huge. Yeah, something to be remembered. Yeah. Well, if you notice, like, the way you said it, it was so slow. It was like every word was, like, carefully, like, planned on how we would say it. It was like, well, do you want to know how I got these scars, you know? It was, yeah. like, real slow. Yeah, nothing very rushed. Like, he gives everything its proper weight. Yeah, it was, like, very thought out. The way it. My father was you know, a drinker and a fiend. Do you know? Okay, you know who gets overlooked in this film? I think who? Aaron Eckhart. I agree. I he agree. is overlooked. He did a pretty good job. He did. A, he, I loved his portrayal of Harvey Dent. And believe it or not, believe it or not, I have friends that will say, "No, man, Tommy Lee Jones was the best." What? <laughs> it is slapped. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Yes, please slap them in the face if they dare say Tommy Lee Jones' worst performance is better than Aaron Heckhart. We do not utter Schumacher in the world. I want to meet these people. Oh. You're welcome to. Yeah, just so I can be like, you exist. Schizophrenic. Uh, yeah, yeah, split personality. That's what it was. Um, but, he, but he changed it. Yeah, what? He was kind of. At times, he. At times, I found the. He could be very violent, but other times, I'm like, is he just extra violent sometimes? I, th- I, think, I think it was Nolan's, like, Nolan's version of Harvey Dent. And. Yeah, 
And I actually like his version of Harvey Dent in that, you know, he never really, like, he never formed split personalities, like, one nice, one bad. He was just one guy. And, he just went bad. Yeah. He went a totally different way because of the Joker's influence. Yeah, like, I mean, if you notice, like, the way no one does stuff, no one's, like, like, he takes something that, like, you know him for a while, and he's like, fuck you, I'm gonna do it my way. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, the bat, the Batmobile? No, we're just gonna be called the Tumblr. You know, uh, oh, the Bat Cycle? No, it's gonna be called the Bat Pod. Yeah. I wonder what the Bat was gonna be called this one. The, the Bat. Bat? It's called the Bat. Yeah, I agree. So I, I agree. I love what they did. Like, number one, above all, I'm so glad they didn't give Joker a backstory. It's so much more sinister knowing he he's you know nothing about him. Just comes out of nowhere. Yep, just like more originally intended. And it's just, it's just the way he is. There's no plan. He's good. There is no plan. I go and I take your little. And I turned it on itself. Oh man, like I know. It's just like, that's, that's also one thing I want to talk about: the, the comedic factor of the Joker. Like he's both so sinister and evil, and yet he's hilarious. Yeah, he was actually funny. Yeah, when like when like you know, like when he um first appears to Harvey Dent. Hi. Hi. Like, what was that there about your girlfriend? I'm sorry, but hey. I don't want there to be any hard feelings between us. <laughs> and, and for me, like, the pencil trick is funny, but, you know, like, you know when he, you know when after Batman misses him in the middle of the street and the his henchman bends down and gets tasered by the suit and he goes, <laughs> Yeah, when he does that, our theater was, you know, our, you know, there was nervous laughter, like, what? I know, And the, I know. can you please just give me a minute? <laughs> like, <laughs> then shoot me. <laughs> See, I love the whole, um, like, even when he's talking to the mob bosses, he, like, I love his pun. Let's not blow anything out of proportion. He's got all the bomb, the grenades. Yeah, and, and when he went, as for the, uh, the television's so-called plan... <laughs> What? It's like you can see the control. Like it went from like the Asian guy being in control to simplifying into a to a TV. <laughs> you're it's, right. It's like, absolutely brilliant. It's like you know what? You're nothing but a TV. Shut yeah. the fuck up. I'm the Joker. I'm Checkmate. The Joker. <laughs> yeah, but um. I wanted to, like, uh, so I like, do, like, another thing about the funniness of him. Yeah. Like, this had to not be in the script. I, I still got, uh, I actually still got the screenplay somewhere, but, um, I don't think this could have been in the script. Do you remember that part where he's like, how many, how many men have, have yours have I killed? 
It's like six men, and he's like six. When he mouths it, like, ooh, really that many? That many? Yeah. <laughs> it was like that's such genius, like the way he did that. He was like, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn it. He was like, I, I want my phone call. I want it. I want, I want my phone call. That's nice. I was surprised, like, really? Six people? Like, gosh, I'm sorry about that, man. And then he just totally turns around and actually, uh, what was it? And then he just starts to really, really wind that cop up. Like, like, and I love that because, like, you're like, oh, man, I could talk about how... Heath Ledger's Joker is really the ultimate Joker, where he pulls from every single every worthwhile version of the Joker that's ever been made. It's like a super Joker. Yeah, yeah like, Joker. I like that super Joker. Yeah, it's like a super Joker, pretty much. Like, I think the, honestly, I think the only one he does not pull from is Mark Hamill's. Or do you think he does? I think he pulls the a laugh. A little bit. Like, when he actually does pull the real laugh, like, when he's laughing at at people later in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, uh, you know, like when, um, uh, for example, you know when he's, um, when he's, uh, driving the truck, he's like, <laughs> you know, you know, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, that laugh. That laugh right there is Mark Hamill. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Oh, actually, I'd say, you know, like, I don't know where he pulls from Cesar Romero. Uh, yeah. I think it's... Yeah, maybe the suit. Like, the, the suit looks like it could have been worn by Cesar Romero. It's been so old. It's all purple. The gloves. Yeah. You're right. Like, yeah. Maybe I was wrong there. Now, I love the in, the use of the knife, because has any other interpretation of Joker used knives? I don't think so. Um, mostly in the yes. comics and the, the TV show, it was... It was guns, like, in the early area, it was guns and poison more than anything, but, like, 70s and 80s, that's when they started to make the Joker really brutal, especially after, you know, a death in the family, after that story, excuse me, story arc. You know, um, how Christopher Nolan got the inspiration for The Dark Knight? How? The comic, uh, A Long Halloween, The Long Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, man, like... And, Which you know, proves to Nolan that no one knows his comic books. He does. Like, like I, you know, I, I was just thinking of the how, what we were just talking about, how Joker moves from one thing to the other. Like, it could reflect this one arc, this one graphic novel called Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on a Serious Earth. Yeah. I don't know what comic that is, but sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it, it's Grant Morrison, so... It's 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 a strange read, but it's worthwhile. But uh, you know, for me, like when the movie actually came out, I was in a very very unique position at that time because I was still working for Rave, because I still am now, and I've been working there for five years. But at that point, they actually asked me to do something very special for the Dark Knight. The Halloween before, yeah, the Halloween before. I'd, they'd actually said, you guys can come in costume. And I said, can I come as the Joker? Sure. And I came, and guess what? I was the only one in costume, but, dude, I creeped out some major people because I didn't have the black on my eyes. I didn't want to mess yeah. with that. But I just had the green hair, white face, and the mouth. And 
I've creeped out some people, but right about a month before the movie came out, our, my lead manager er, er, was talking to me about that, and he said, you know you're going to be the Joker for The Dark Knight, right? And I said, what? Uh, yeah! So when The Dark Knight came out, on the day of The Dark Knight, July 18th, they actually said, okay, Jesse, we scheduled you for the morning, but we were going to have you come back at like 9 or 10 p.m. in costume. And you are actually going to just walk around and entertain people while oh, we get the movies ready. I said, okay. So I show up in full Joker suit, this time with the black hair, every, the black eyes, everything. I walk in there, I just give a Joker laugh, and everybody in the theaters, the theater, they're, all their heads turned to me. And I entertained a bunch of people that night, and I ended up the next morning. I was the front page of the Star-Telegram. I was. Mom and Dad still have it somewhere. Hey, um, I wanted to um, talk about one part that really affected me. I'm sure it affected y'all in the movie. Um, getting to the end of the movie, and um, and it was one of these like surreal moments in the movie where it's almost like you can almost feel the loss. Where he's like. We were, I think we were destined to do this forever. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was like... Oh. After I heard the movie, I like, oh, come on. Yeah, and it was almost like, you know, if only, if only you could, you know? Like, yeah. If Heath Ledger was alive, could you imagine... Do you think if Heath Ledger was alive, he would be in The Dark Knight Rises? Yes. In fact, I read that that was the original plan, that they were going to stretch it out and have Two-Face be the main villain of the third movie. Well, that was before no one kind of got a hold of the script, though. Yeah. But, um, from what I I read about it, no one intended to end it on Dark Knight. So he took all of David Goyer's ideas and condensed it into one film. And so it was never intended to bring Two-Face back or anybody, but as far as the Joker, yeah, I think he would have came back. I don't know how much he would have played into it, because from what I heard, um, they they were already ready for Bane during during Inception, while, while they were making Inception. It was a total uh, surprise for me. Because I had heard, always heard rumors that it was either going to be um, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman as the Penguin. Yeah, I'd heard those too, and I still think that would be pretty cool, especially if they went with like the Arkham City version of Penguin. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was really good. That was a great version of the Penguin. What do you all think of Danny DeVito's Penguin? Sucked. Oh my god, I hated it so much. Yeah. <laughs> It is so much. Gross. The second Tim Burton film? Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, Batman Returns was the second Burton, and after that, and that's the one, like, I adore Batman. Like, I actually kind of like the 89 Batman a little bit more than The Dark Knight, solely for nostalgic purposes, and it's been my favorite movie my whole life. But I just cannot like Batman Returns anywhere near as much. The reason I don't like Batman Returns is because... Batman actually kills people. Yes, like he blew a guy up. Like that's that the one awesome. line he never crosses. I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, roll number one, broken. 
and Batman doesn't seem to give a crap. Yeah, he just like blows him up and walks away. Walks away like no. Yeah, and he I, just gave a little screw you smile as the guy looked down and realized Batman had put the dynamite around his waist. Yeah. See, I love to I love some of Tim Burton's movies. I, don't, I dislike some of them, but I don't know. I pref- would you have rather? Okay, Tim Burton or George Schumacher? Burton, God, Burton. like that's not even a question, man. Here's the thing about it. Yeah, here's the thing about it. I think I think Returns would have been a better movie than any nine if they've lost um, the Penguin. Yeah, 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 because yeah, she was great. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer was great. See, I always thought though the Penguin and Catwoman go hand in hand. They kind of do, because back in the day, those three were the most famous Batman villains. Joker, Penguin, and Catwoman. Those were the big three for Batman. You had Burgess Meredith playing Penguin. Yeah, back then. <laughs> Come on, rock. Come on, rock. Yeah, see, see, the thing is, like, like you, you say that, but then you put them together, and then you get pussy jokes. You know, yeah, I remember that. Well, it's kind of... Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, just the pussy I wanted to see. You're like, oh my god. Oh. I, I've, I remember that line now, and it's making me... Yeah. Let's not talk about Batman Returns anymore. <laughs> okay, what else about The Dark Knight? Uh, well, you know, I actually didn't get to see it the opening night. I saw it the next day before I came in to work the rest of the day, but that, that is still... Oh, high watermark for movie enjoyment for me because at the end of the movie when Two Face is holding a James Gordon Jr. hostage, I was like, I, c- I could not sit still. Like, oh my gosh, what's he gonna do? He like, I know. you could actually do it. He could actually kill the kid. Oh, oh, dude, that that one line, lie, like I lied. Oh man, a lot, lot like I lied. That was. Oh. Oh, that was... And see, sometimes, like, I... Okay. The... Here's another comparison I want to make. Okay. The old commissioner one from the, the 89 film, or Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman! Like, Gary Oldman had a little... Like, Gary Oldman was... Like, he kind of gives that that edge back to Gordon that Gordon never had before Frank Miller showed up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see Gary Oldman just because, like, not even just because of the age, just because the presence of Gordon felt non-existent. Yeah, and the old ones, he didn't do anything. <laughs> he was like, Batman, Joker's up there, go get him. Yeah, yeah like, go get him. Yeah, like I, I you knew he was, like, the one honest cop, but, in in that, but, and you knew he was an authority figure, but he, he was no given nowhere near the amount of respect that he was given in Batman Begins and this new franchise. You know what I thought? You know what I thought about Gordon when I was a child? What? What? Oh, look, an old guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was a guy. Oh, look, an old guy. See, what is, there's this joke that me and my brother always thought movie. Like the 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 police in those movies, old movies, get their asses handed to them every time. Yeah. And I think Commissioner me, 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 like the joke, Commissioner Gordon behind the lines is going like, "It's a love guy." Regular police work. Every time they, they fuck up or something. Yeah. Regular police work, guys. Good job. 
It's like, come on, you can, y- y'all are kind of pathetic. And I love that even like the side characters in these these new ones have more purpose to them. Yeah, like, like even the like the whole, like what was her name, uh, Ramirez. Like yeah. what what little story they gave her was so much more compelling than than just a cardboard cop in the first few movies. Yeah, and um, I love like even side characters like um in the whole scene where the Joker makes the offer, kill this one guy or I blow up a hospital. Oh yeah, that uh, that dude. I don't. It's it's to me, the Joker seemed like Jigsaw, but everyone knows Jigsaw. Yeah. Well, I think I think like I heard that comparison too, but it could be argued that Jigsaw was inspired from the Joker. It could be. You know what I mean? Like it, it could be argued that the influence came from him. So, so it was like it could have been no one being like, "Fuck you, Jigsaw. We did it first. <laughs> I like that. Jigsaw even reminds me of another um, a Batman villain. Because you know he's a puppet. Oh, ventriloquist. The ventriloquist. Um, I was thinking more like the, the guy who schizophrenic and he thinks he's the puppet. Yeah, Arnold Wesker, the ventriloquist. Uh, what's the puppet's name? Scarface. 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 That's why I got the vibe from Jigsaw when I first saw him. I'm like, oh, I'm getting a Scarface vibe. Oh yeah, definitely. We saw that. But I digress. Um, so uh, I got I got a question for y'all. Okay. Should we move into a brief discussion of prizes? Yes, yes let's do it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Alright, uh, you guys can go first. Um, okay. Well, I don't think we got an itinerary on this one, but... Uh, no, we don't. I'm just gonna okay. say, uh, coming from... A guy who went to go see the prologue. I'm not more excited for any other movie this year because of that damn prologue. Exactly, I I concur. Holy dear God! Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen the prologue, but I'm already looking for that one, even above Avengers, Spider Man, and Superman later this year. Yeah. But for but just for the fact that it like it's the final one, Bane. Catwoman and the trailer looked so awesome and and that they're pulling from some of the best Dark Knight mean stories like Nightfall and the Dark Knight Returns. The oh yeah, dude, it's very Dark Knight Returns, but dude, that uh, Brandon knows what I'm talking about. That, yeah, okay. Here's my big question. Oh god, here we go. It's just a theory. I want to know what you all think. Okay. Yeah. Are we gonna see? A death of Batman. Well, I honestly don't know. Some I'm like, I read an article on Cracked a while ago that said it's the only way it could happen, but I don't know because I, I really don't. I, well, the thing if it fits the way Nolan has set up this story, because like Batman, like. At, the first one was Batman decided I need to take on this role to save Gotham City, and the second one he's thinking, "Okay, when am I going to be able to finish this?" So I think the third movie, the only two endings are he successfully defeats Bane and saves Gotham City forever, 
or or becomes the symbol forever, more ra- more in, rather than saves the city forever. That's impossible. Or he dies in the act, and so, he ends Batman. You want to know one There's one the one part in the trailer where Bane is standing over Bruce Wayne, and that line goes, "When Gotham is ashes, you have my permission to die." Yeah. But that's, that's, awesome. like, that's also that's also on the assumption that you know that God turns to ashes. Yeah. Um, you want to know my theory? Yes. Oh God. Okay. Now I'm gonna say this, and it ends up being true. I want to apologize. It's six months from now. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> what is the whole thing that's happened up until now? It, it's been like about Bruce. And Batman and him trying to create a symbol to save Gotham, right? Yes. Yeah. You remember, like, this whole time, it's like, well, maybe, what if, for, for example, let's just say, just hypothetically, they find out who he is in the third one, and that inspires people. Because huh. like, no longer is he just... A symbol anymore. He's one man taking on the entire establishment. Yeah, that's a nice idea. Because at that point, he's less. I mean, he becomes not just the symbol, but an actual person, and people. He becomes a hero. Yeah. Hard. I thought he already was kind of a hero. Well, not well, after. Not, not after the ending well, of the Dark Knight. Oh, that's right. He's not a hero. But he's not—he's not hiding no more. Hi, mom. You know, it's like, oh my god. You know, one man can't make a difference, and yeah. he no longer needs that mask. And you remember at the beginning of number one, at the end of number one, what did Rachel Dawes say to him? Maybe someday when Gotham no longer needs Batman. Yeah. When he's, oh. when he's not. When he's not hiding behind the mask. You know, the new mask. I was, I was talking about, I was thinking about the other line. It's not who I am, it's but what, but what I do that defines me. Exactly. That yeah. Too, yeah. That too, um, yeah. I just think he's gonna get his back broken. <laughs> I think that's a given, especially considering who they're putting him up against. Yeah, and like, I don't know. I, I don't call me, call me, kind of. Um, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Um, sick-minded, but I want to see some back-breaking in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's, like, it's not sick-minded. I want to see that, too. I think, like, honestly, I don't think Bruce is going to get his back-breaking. I think it's going to be Gordon that gets his back-breaking. Does, does Gordon ever get hurt in the comics by Bane? Uh, by Bane? Not that I know of, but uh, he gets he gets the, he gets gets the his life destroyed, too, by a couple different people, like... Gordon's been shot a few times, um, and of the killing joke, uh, he was put through hell by the Joker, and now, his son eventually became a sociopath. See, and it's like in that one trailer, you see Gordon, he's sitting there in the, in the hospital bed. Yeah, breathing through a mask. <laughs> this is going to be like the, the compl... <laughs> Like, the way everyone's voices are in this movie, because so far what we know of Catwoman is, she whispers. Um, <laughs> in, 
if this is how everyone talks in the movie, it's going to be the, 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 the trilogy with the weirdest sounding voices. You have, as a hero, where are the drugs going? <laughs> now you got Catwoman, it's the rest of us, whisper. Then you've got... Bane, uh, who you can barely understand. Oh, you yeah. just did it. You just did Bane. Oh, yeah. It was, Batman. A, it, was a okay. great, it was a great imitation, by the way. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, see, I'm also I'm already thinking of a Bane cosplay right now, so never mind. Um, <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to think of which character I can go to the go work for Rave as. Like, I'm wondering, should I go Catwoman. Batman, Gordon, or Bane? Those Catwoman. Ha <laughs> ha! Very funny. <laughs> Don't be afraid, Jesse. Just do it. <laughs> this is not meant to be seen in a cat suit. That's debatable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> debatable. Debatable. See, That's you right. know what? The um, biggest thing, you know, the, the one character that Nolan keeps bringing back throughout the entire this whole trilogy, Jonathan Crane. You're right. Jonathan Crane. He's credited in this movie. Really? He's credited in the look on IMDb. He's in the film. And, um... IMDb can be sometimes a questionable source. It is, but, like, it hasn't failed me so far, because I was always questioning that when The Dark Knight came out. I'm like, what's he doing here again? Fair enough. Then he's in the beginning of the movie. I'm like, oh, sweet. I thought it was kind of cool that he was a drug dealer in the movie. I know. He was dealing his, like, fear toxin. Oh, you're talking about Dr. Crane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Scarecrow, yeah. Yeah. See, and the Scarecrow was part of the League of Shadows. So that actually would fit with him coming back. Because yeah. they are tying it back into Ra's al Ghul in this new one. Yeah, and, uh, okay, oh, oh, okay. One of the biggest things I saw on IMDb. Um, a child is playing young Talia al Ghul. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I Man. Saw that. Now, Jesse, please answer me if... Talia Al Ghul has any other aliases? I honestly don't know. Are you talking about yes. the Are you talking about the Miranda Tate character? Yeah, yeah, Miranda Tate. I've never heard her heard of her using an alias, as far as I know. But uh, I, when as soon as Marion Cotillard was announced in the movie, that's uh, immediately what I thought—that she was going to be um, what you call it the. Uh, the Talia Al Ghul character. Because they actually were planning on using Talia in the aborted Justice League movie. Yeah. I wanna I wanna make a prediction here and um once again, um if I'm correct, I'm sorry. If I'm correct in July. Um how much I wanna bet that the main villain, because we've seen the most little of the character of them all, is probably gonna be Talia. If she's in the movie, I think, yes, she would probably be the main villain. I got a feeling that she's going to be the main villain. Because back in Batman Begins, we saw next to nothing of Ra's al Ghul in the trailers, yeah, and he was the ultimate villain. It brings it back around. It brings it all the way back around to Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. That's a very good it's, point. He's credited in the film, but I think it's just some flashbacks, maybe? Yeah, and I think that's probably when they introduce young Bane. And I'm sure they won't go with the Lazarus Pit angle, like, no. because Nolan well, Nolan's way too realist for that. Well, they shot 
appearance. It doesn't mean that it's actually going to be legitimate, you know? Yeah, it, it, it doesn't necessarily be a pit to bring people back from the dead. Like, the thing is, like, the, the way I get to hear um, no one doing it is just, like, the, like, it could be their spiritual belief. Yes, like the place of rebirth. Exactly. The question is race, though. And, um, to break, Batman Begins, which I remember seeing the game today, they never established whether... You see the whole thing go down and everything. Does Razzle go die? Yeah, that's another question. Yep. That's, you don't see him die, no. You, you see the whole thing go down. You see Liam Neeson close his eyes. And he begins but, meditating, but we never see the body. Which in comic books means if you've never seen the body, they're still alive. Yeah. But see, but see there, there's another debate then, because like, if Ross is how do we know Miranda Tate didn't fill that role? Yeah, it's a good question. I know she's not a guy. Just the essence of Ra's al Ghul. Will she be yeah. the head of the demon, so to speak? Exactly. Could she be the captain of this whole plan? And so, well, she's the captain of the whole, whole plan. Um, she could be, you know, what they could just be a... A pawn? Be, be, be her... She, he could be like her rook or her bishop on the chessboard. Yeah. Or her and queen all piece, for all she knows. Like. What was that, Groby? All the people... Like, in the trailer, you see them getting, like, all these people from Arkham. And, like, the Bane chant, the Deshi Deshi Basura thing. Yeah. Which, by the way, the marketing for that song was great. A great idea. <laughs> like, I loved yeah, it. I mean, Jesse did it. About like adding your own voice to it, like getting a whole world chant going. I'm like, that is awesome. On Zimmer, you were amazing. I catch myself saying that, saying that to myself and my parents are like, what are you saying? I think it's a good one. Mother, mother, I'm saying kill the Batman, okay? It means he rises. Yeah, I know. I'll just be in a trap. And, uh, oh. <laughs> See? Yeah, yeah. I just... Ugh. God, this is gonna be so good. <laughs> 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 yeah, and Nolan we trust. Like, I have no doubts that this will be a good, a bad movie at all. In Nolan we trust. Uh, I just, like, the one thing I'm excited for just because I'm watching it on the IMAX, um... I know I creamed myself watching it on the prologue was the bat. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. It wasn't in the prologue, Jesse, but it was like in the, um, it was in the flashes after the prologue. Like, oh, my God. I was like, ugh. <laughs> um, Show me okay. again. Um, I'm going to send you all this link I just found. Look at this. Okay. The what? Oh. Now, this is a picture, but it's this Miranda Tate character. Look what she's wearing. The garb she's wearing. So seductive. I'm, 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 I clicked it, but nothing's pulling up yet. Yeah, yeah it's just, she's wearing like a, like a weird suit. Or, uh, it looks to me like a... It looks oriental. Yeah, it does. It does. And that looks like a tunic of some kind. Yeah. 
I bet you she has a ninja uniform under it. I hope so. <laughs> see, in the picture, I also see a vein holding the picture up of Harvey Dent. Yeah, I want to know what that's about. Yeah. And he's standing on top, he's standing on top of the tumbler. Oh, yeah. See, uh, the thing about it is, man, like, um, you know, like, I heard a lot of, I heard a lot of people talking about whether the, the Joker would be mentioned in this movie or not. What I think a lot of people don't understand is that I think what this movie is going to be is, I think this movie is going to be, uh, um, dealing with the repercussions of what the Joker did. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's he like, started all this. Yeah, he started all the problems, and this is the problems wrapping themselves up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if anything, like even though this is going to be set eight years after the events of The Dark Knight, I yeah. think that's going to play perfectly because you can see just how much that one villain changed a city and put it in a, this state for almost a decade. Exactly, exactly. Like for eight years, they've been dealing with it. I'm excited, guys. I'm so excited. I'm excited, you and you know, I'm trying to take a different approach than I did last time. Like, this time, what I want, I, I don't, what I want is to see very little so that when I go in there, I don't see certain shots and go, oh, I'm going to look for this and this and this and this. I'm, I want to try to go into it with as, with as pure eyes as possible. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's gonna be the worst movie of all time, anyways. So. Yeah, it's probably gonna be worse than Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah, probably. Uh, oh, uh, you know what I'm talking about, bro- Gropey. Oh my God! Don't. Oh. <laughs> oh, did you hear that they're trying to redo it again? <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, you. That's not funny, Derek. That's not Are a joke. Really? I'm not joking. You know what? You want to talk? You want to? See, I could get on a whole. You probably see my videos of me giving our spiels about remakes. Yeah, I saw those. Those are you make great videos, man. Like I loved the Ghost Rider one you did recently. Yeah, that that was my favorite. Uh, honestly, I usually hate my videos. I'm like, hey, you know what? I, I like this one. I like this one. And um, scratch. <laughs> like. Dude, I, laughing my have you not seen Ghost Rider yet? Jesse? Me? No, I, I I didn't go see it because you know Jesse's afraid of it. I'm not afraid of it. You're not afraid of it. Well maybe Nicolas Cage's acting is so bad it scares me. Dude it's so bad it's hilarious. It's it's the funniest part of the movie. Like, you know what? Oh my god. I probably it's will funny. I probably will go I mean take a whack at it. But only when I have an apartment of my own and enough tequila to get me shwasted. You know what I liked about it, though? Like, even though it was so bad, it was, like, almost like it was intentionally bad. Yeah. Yeah. But they did it on purpose. It wasn't like, oh, it was bad acting and he was trying to act good. It was like, no, I'm a shitty actor and I'm going to act shitty on purpose. See, all the critics are taking it way too seriously. And some of the fans, too. Yeah, see, like, I think 
everyone expects every superhero film to try to be like The Dark Knight. Yeah, that's how good it was because, like we mentioned earlier, like The Dark Knight is superhero movie literature. It's the godfather of comic book films. It is. It's just that not all films can be made like that. Like, I said it in my review of Ghost Rider. If Ghost Rider wasn't a Marvel character, he'd probably be a 70s or 80s Grindhouse character. You know, and he no. would actually... I would like to see Rodriguez's version of Ghost Rider, because th- that would be no. pretty awesome. Dude, it's like Machete and Face with Ghost Rider. That'd be so much fun. Let me just say something. Let me just say something. Yeah. If, if, if he was the director's movie, if Rodriguez was the director in this movie... And it still turned out the way it did. They would have given it better reviews, just because they would have expected it from Rodriguez. Yeah, because you probably you've got a point there. Because like, like, you watch Machete, you're going to the okay. I I can leave my brain at the door, and still have an amazing time. Exactly, exactly, and that's exactly what Ghost Rider Two was. Oh gosh, I just I clicked your link, Derek. You weren't kidding. I told you. I cannot believe this. No. No. No, no. I think. Oh my god. You're welcome. You're welcome. Not garbage. Not garbage, pale kids. I mean, like, the nostalgia critic started off his review of that movie saying, like, I feel like I've been raped. Good lord. <laughs> He's a genius. There are some films of his I don't agree with. I will say. Yeah, like I will defend the page. I will defend the page master until my dying breath. I will defend Mortal Kombat for the rest of my life. And after seeing it, dude, I agree with you. I I do agree with you on that, Derek. Like he was a little too hard on it. Yeah. Go on, go on, Grumpy. Okay. Okay. I can. I can, but barely. There's one film in particular he was very harsh on, and I disagree with him 110. percent Which one? Um, Last Action Hero. Yeah. Oh. I love Lux. I love that movie. I thought it was good. It's a it's a it's a parody on action films. Yeah, yeah. And with with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, and the Hamlet scene. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've le- seen Last Action Hero, so I, I can barely remember it. But I remembered his review, and I thought it's not that bad. It's it's not that bad, and I love every minute of it. Even though it does have the, um, there are some parts that are a little iffy in it and everything. I got the whole buddy cop area where they like tear up cops that were like mismatched and everything. And, like, it's a parody on cop films and everything. Even though I think the greatest parody on cop films is a hot fuzz, but still. It is. Well, well, I think the thing about it is, like, yeah, was that movie a failure? Yeah, but, like, when you're, when you're a kid, and, you, you know, like, I don't know about y'all, but, like, I grew up on, I grew up on Terminator. I grew up yeah. on, um, you know, the True Lies. 
grew up on Cool Hive, so like, man, like, and all of a sudden, Arnold Schwarzenegger makes a movie where a kid just, like, gets engulfed into those movies. It was, like, magic. Yeah, and when you're a kid, you do get immersed in these movies. Yeah. For the time, I wanted to, I thought I could be one day James Bond. I thought I could be Indiana Jones. I would like When you're a kid, you always think that, and that's the great part about being a kid. Like, you can well, grow up today, someday to be Batman. Well, and when you're watching... dedicates his life to becoming Batman, that would be the coolest thing ever. Oh, uh, Derek, uh, who's that rapper who does, does the Yo Dog? I heard you did. I heard you blank. Uh, Alex found a great one of his yesterday. He said, Yo Dog, I heard you like Batman, so I killed your parents. And you know what, guys? I think this podcast has gone so well. I'm not going to edit it. I'm just going to upload it as is. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, I recorded it over here, too, so if we lose this one, you got a whole other recording over here. Okay. Yeah, I didn't record anything, so. <laughs> okay, well, but it's your first time. It's no big deal. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad you joined us. That's your made for a better podcast. It really, like, yeah, yeah, yeah thanks, Groupie. Like, this was a blast talking with you guys. I love I, Trust me, anytime you guys want to talk about movies or upcoming films or just want to bash a film, I'm here. Um, I'd say we do this again, like, after the Avengers. You, out. sir, have a date. Dude, you could you could make a whole podcast based on the upcoming Avengers, on the Avengers film coming up. You know what? We should do that. We should do that in, like, <laughs> April of, like, a week or two before the movie comes out. Well, we exactly. can, but I think it'd be much better if we had got our, like reaction to it afterwards. Good idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we actually go and watch it, and then we, like, talk about it, you know? I'm seeing opening night, so... <laughs> yeah, me too, man. I'm going to midnight. One way or another, I'm going to see it on opening, and I might use, you know, see it on Rave Extreme on, at, here at home. I'm going to midnight. <sighs> I'll probably work the midnight, but I'll say, okay, it's 1230, I'm going into that theater now. Uh, I'm locking the doors and heading right in. I love Joss Whedon, so I'm. That's like I, after I saw the, him on the thing, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is no no brainer. I'm seeing this thing. Yeah, you know, I'm, like, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm a little worried about it, though. I'm just gonna say I'm a little worried. Little, I, I would be too. Jo, Joss Whedon can do sci-fi so well, and and Buffy. Look at the Buffy universe. I mean, I wasn't a fan of Buffy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I know, like, if I know we don't got much of an audience right now, but, like, if we had a huge audience... You could hear people going, Boo! What's your problem with Buffy? What is wrong with you, cripple boy, you know? <laughs> they don't know you're crippled. Well, now they do. They <laughs> well, now they do. <laughs> Anyways, um, the thing is, like, I, I, I wasn't a fan of Buffy. I really just, like, Angel. Angel wasn't good, but dude, Serenity, oh, and I mean, I mean, Firefly. I know, I agree, I agree with Serenity and Firefly. You know, I was fine, I was glad that when Travis went off to college, uh, I told him to watch Firefly, and after he saw, he still doesn't like the pilot, but he finally finished it, and he was like, okay, this is a great series. And then when he was down here for his spring break, I sat him down and said, now you see Serenity. You know, 
and he went, and when Wash died, he was like, what? <laughs> Dude, of course there's always Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Oh. Yes. <laughs> that was genius. I, li- I love how he just did that in the middle of the writer's strike. What can I do that won't piss off the unions, but that I can make something? Dude, Neil Patrick Harris is an amazing songwriter. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, what what can't Neil Patrick Harris really okay. do? This this actually this actually has to do with Batman. Okay, this, okay. this actually has to do with Batman. Okay, there is a television show. It's a cartoon of Batman called Batman: The Brave and the Bold. And oh yeah, total miss. It's totally nothing to do with Batman universe. Actually, the thing is, the writers and the creators of the show knew the show was going downhill, so they decided just to do whatever the hell they wanted with it. Yeah, and it's hilarious. Neil Patrick Harris plays a villain. Who? Frequently, he frequently plays a villain called the Music Man. And he actually makes songs, awesome music for this show. Um, and at one point, the Joker does a roast of Batman. <laughs> this I need to see. And it's literally the Batman, they put him on a spit and they spin him around and they have other villains come and roast him. And they actually have Jeffrey Ross come and roast Batman. The really? Jeffrey Ross. Yes. Oh, it's the Ross voice Yeah. That, that's pretty crazy. And it's funny because Aquaman is a frequent character. The thing is, every, they kind of know he sucks. So they're like, they're like no, you can, you can stay over there, Aquaman. He's like, no, I won't. He like, tries to kill along on the, on the every, every prime fighting escapade. He's like, no, no, you, you can stay over there. Yeah, like, you, you go talk to your fish. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys, um, uh, before we get off here, I want to make an agreement. Okay. Um, speaking that we're, I think we're all pretty psyched about the Dark Knight Rises, if I'm wrong. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, I think, um, uh, Jesse, and I'm talking to you right now because I know you're not going to, it's going to take a lot to get you to do it, but I think you need to take off work and come meet me and Grumpy to go see it at midnight. <laughs> I'll do my, I will do what I can. I will I do it. I, I think Grumpy, you need to go too, because I want to go see him on IMAX. Oh, dude, there's no way I'm not going to see him on IMAX. Okay, okay. So, Jesse, I am summoning you to take off a work. By the way, I forgot to tell you, Derek. Oh, Jesse, what is that? Alex got a job at Rave. Oh, good. Yep, there's two of us there now. That's, that's no good for anybody. So, it looks like both of us are going to have to take off to go see it. And, uh, and, well, I, you know, we're not going to worry about Alex. We're just worried about you. Hey, I told him that if it came, it, when Dark Knight Rises came, he and I would be going to IMAX, and I'm going to live up to it. So, I I'll bring him along. I have to talk to somebody up here at MSU that already took off here, like... He works in the Harden building in Milwaukee, and he's already taken off for that day. Delete In July, I'm thinking of shooting my, it's a zombie film, like, or my zombie film, like, the weekend before the Dark Knight Rises comes out. So, Is that the Tex- Texas Roadhouse one? Texas Roadhouse Zombie Massacre, yep. Nice. Nice. You still need yeah, me to be in it, man? Can you? Well, I got a job with the Texas Rangers, so I'll try to make it work both jobs. See, because remember, I'm shooting, um, wow long, I'm shooting four days. 
Four days. On location. Okay. How long, how long is the movie? Um, I'd say, since the Shockfest Film Festival doesn't care about length, um, it's about like at least an hour. Oh, damn, all right. All right. Yeah, and, um... I began writing that movie I told you about, Girl B.I., in four days, actually, three or four days. And I actually start writing, I mean, with Script Frenzy, I'm actually going to start writing my love letter to Rave, where I write a movie about working at a movie theater. <laughs> working title, I haven't decided on the working title, but in the, on the title yeah. officially, I'm, I'm going between Multiplex... Or box office bastards. Jesse, Jesse, I helped you with the title there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you said that you were working on the title. I helped you with box office bastards there, buddy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was your idea. But I'm still caught between like, what should it? Like, I still don't know what the title should be. But then again, I should worry about the title once I have a hundred pages. Yeah. Yeah, I'll worry about the title later on. Yeah, I have scripts that I have yet to name, and I'm just like, I gotta have a name. Yeah. I have like five unfinished scripts that I haven't that I need finishing. But yeah, do someone help out, man. I think we're gonna begin production in October for the one that we're doing here. Oh, dude, that's great because I finish production on mine in October. Nice. That's nice. where I finish, and I'm like, that's where I'm, where I'm gonna send it off to California. Sweet, it's a $70 entry fee. Good God. That is pretty high. This is, the same, this is the same film festival that where Eli Roth was discovered. Oh, really? And Quentin Tarantino frequents this film festival a lot. That's pretty badass, man. That's pretty so bad. maybe you meet? No, okay, because... Um, have you... I, D-Rock, have you seen me the soundtrack to the film? Uh, have you what? You. The soundtrack? Yeah, the soundtrack of the film. No, you're not sending the soundtrack. Yeah, you did uh, me when we had that hour-long discussion a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, well, let me give you the link. What is this? Is this soundtrack? Well, the, for the film festival, we can, we're able to use licensed music. Oh, you can? Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Um, the very last song, number six, is for the trailer, for the trailer, but the rest of it, okay, the last one, Down in Mexico, is for the very last scene of the film, and Down in Mexico is Quentin Tarantino's all-time favorite song in the world. Oh, really? And that's the song that Kurt Russell got a lap dance to in Death Proof. Yeah. And I'm hoping to get his, if he does come, the night mine airs. You hope he dances? I hope, well, yeah. <laughs> I hope he sees that and I'm just like, maybe it'll grab his attention. If you're, if you're, um, Grumpy, if you're going to that, I want to go with you and I want to pay somebody to give you a love dance while this one is going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I'm going to. If I go, if I could go with you. <laughs> I'll see what happens. See, the only way I can actually go is if my film gets nominated for something. Yeah. Well, you know what? You, 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 yeah, but see, the problem is, what you're saying is, is that you're not going to go. You should say, you know what? I don't care if I get non-inner or not. My ass is going. <laughs> I'm going to be there. Yeah, yeah. For the, dude, I'd give anything to go to there. I'd so go. 
like it where's the bookmark I had for it? Uh here it is. Um what don't give me that crap. Actually, uh, uh, I'm actually going to California in October and November. Yeah? You are? I'm going to a, a pitch fest. Really? Yeah. Yeah, to go pitch some ideas. The other the, the other link I sent is the, the shock fest that's the, the website. I see it. I got it. Yeah. They just have like 2011's awards. And uh, Eli Roth has, an, has a pretty flattering picture there. He <laughs> doesn't he always. Oh yeah. He always See, that's where Hostel that's where Hostel premiered and Tarantino loved it so much he like pissed himself laughing the entire movie. You know, I've never seen Hostel. Because I'd heard about the whole Achilles tendon thing, I'm like, and I'm out. Yeah, like They got a Grindhouse Triple X section. Yeah, they did Grindhouse Triple X. That's awesome. Yeah, the people Mrs. They have Miss Shockfest. Ooh. Which one of my actresses is trying for? Because in my film, I do have um, topless zombies. Some zombies that are topless. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse was kind of interested. <laughs> well, dude, oh, James Gunn. What, James Gunn where? He's, at the, he's in the middle. Like, um, under, uh, under Eli Roth to the right. Next to Clint Howard. Yeah. Dude, I still want to meet that guy. He does, like, all the work that I want to do. Yeah, what has he done? He did the arena, He did the remake of uh, Not Only Loving Dead. He did a Slither. He did, um... Uh, Super? He did, uh, what? Didn't he do Super? He did Super, which was funny as shit. Uh, he did Super. He did, um... He's making a video game right now called... Lollipop Chainsaw, which is like making a that? Yeah. Dude, that game's like Scott Pilgrim meets Grindhouse. Yeah. I want to know that. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. It's pretty awesome. I was like, oh my god. It's so cool. He did a. What else did he like? He writes a lot of stuff that's all real good. Um, he's got a, he's got a web series on a, somewhere called a PG Porn. <laughs> he showed it to me. It's pretty funny. It's so funny. <laughs> and at the, end, at, the, at the end of it, it's like, everything you love about porn, da da da, except the sex. It's so funny, dude. It's great. Um, yeah, James Gunn, that is my hero. The yeah. Office! Yeah, I've been watching, like, I've been seeing your TV, like, behind you this entire time, and, like, I'm like, oh, Big Bang Theory, oh, Conan, The Office. Yeah, it's like, it's like advertisement for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> podcast is by, brought to you by TBS. <laughs> but TBS. We wish. Hey, let's, let's wrap it up, and then we'll keep, we'll keep talking. Okay. Yeah. So... That's been our podcast for The Dark Knight, reflecting on it, and our expectations for The Dark Knight Rises, and we'll be seeing you in a week or two. You can find more of our stuff, of our reviews and our, our videos, on Bloomrock Entertainment on Facebook, and also on Brow Razor Productions for Brandon Gropey's videos. Uh, and, uh, and you, can find, uh, you can find me on Twitter at drog.gropey. Um, Are you on Twitter yet? 
Um, I don't do Twitter. I have one. I just don't do it. You need to but do it. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on YouTube at Jables Rules, or type in Browers of Productions. And you can find me on in Twitter under the hashtag under the handle at Jesse Bloom twenty eight. And I also tumble as the one and only Jesse Bloom. He is the one and only. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. All right. See y'all in a week. Goodbye. Fishing, 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 fishing